the dead deer voice. Alright, we are rolling and it's not the hero we wanted, but it's the hero we needed. Um, Carter is on tonight, today. He looks confused. He's like, I'm somebody's hero. I'm Steven's hero. Yeah. What's up, guys? How's it going? Uh, so, yep, I'm Steven. I'm Travis. This is Austin. Right on. And so today's episode, um, we are kind of being playing a little adversity here. We had a one of our guests reschedule due to uh, illness and scheduling conflicts, and we're not sure when we might get him back on. But we wanted to talk about this topic because it's the perfect time of the year to talk about it. And one of our own, Austin Carter here, has a little bit of knowledge behind it, and that is trapping. So we're not experts here. Me and Travis are actually not even beginners. We have no idea what trapping entails. But Carter, how long have you been trapping for? Uh, I have been trapping pretty consistently for like four or five years now. Uh, I've been messing around with it for a while. but You were trapping in high school. Yeah, in high school we messed around. In high school we ran coon dogs a lot. So then it was like, hey, let's set traps to catch coons to train our dogs with. And then we got rid of the dogs. So then I was like, well, I'll just keep trapping. Keep trapping. Uh, so... I say four or five years, but I'm getting fucking old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I was about to say. I was about to say Carter is trapped a lot longer than what we've yeah. been like. Pretty tight. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I was in college. college I was in I high school. Quite a few coons. I was gonna say in high school you were still catching coyotes and stuff. I think, and whenever I was in high school, which was 2016. Yeah. So. So. You, a couple years. Yeah, that's a good long bit. Not a seasoned vet by any means, but catch some fur and i think you've been fortunate enough to be surrounded by um what we would consider experts in the trapping game to kind of help you further along and and get that experience and get better at it yeah definitely uh so our guest that we were trying to get in today was doran miller he's a fur buyer so if anybody really that traps and sells fur probably already knows doran yeah anybody around here at least yeah Yeah. locally around here um so i talk i've I've known doran for a long time just because i sell fur to him so he has been like a wealth of knowledge uh, kind of showed me some pointers and definitely shows me like what to look for when you catch something. Uh, but then um, Gene White, he was a big trapper around Montgomery County. I rode around with him several times. Kind of showed me some stuff. And then um, there's a lot of old guys that like when the like in the 70s and 80s when coon prices were through the roof, everybody was a trapper. You know, that was easy way to make some money. So just talking to a lot of old locals has helped out and kind of figured some shit out because used to just throw some traps on the ground and cat food and hope something stepped in them <laughs> and that doesn't work yeah uh so that's yeah. about like showing up to a pond and just throwing out some decoys and seeing you know what happens yeah yeah so definitely come a long ways from the beginning when i was you know a little kid trying to figure it out but i'm definitely not going to let you be humble at least from my perspective someone that doesn't know anything about trapping when i see you go through a trapping season it seems like you are you're hammering it you're 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 doing really well and being very successful it's and this year you've already gotten off to a pretty good start yeah uh so this if we had this podcast two years ago man it would have been my attitude would have been a little different because i was i mean getting with it i was i did i had like almost almost 200 catches last year uh which to some people it wasn't nothing but for me that was quite a bit working full-time job just running in the evenings but anyways this year i did good i got got rocking and rolling 
um, for, I don't, it's been like a month back now, but decided one weekend, hey, let's go. I threw out like 20 traps, got them all set, spent, it takes like a bad day to get that many in the ground. Um, and then it was on, <laughs> it was, I caught a coyote every day, um, except for one day. And then one of the days I caught two and then I caught a cat and a coyote one day. So in like an eight day stint, uh, that I trapped for, I caught like eight or nine, uh, predators. So, and then I don't really count coons, uh, but there was, I don't know, a handful of coons thrown in there too. So, and then we had some shit weather roll in and then it just kind of fizzled and then I didn't get went duck hunting with Travis quite a few times <laughs> so yeah I was so that kind of my gears were a little turned uh, didn't this help year. the turkey population but you know what we had fun yeah <laughs> uh, but no had a good for the short period that I did trap this year um, and this podcast is going to get me excited I'm going to go home and set traps this week uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I had a good a good uh, week this year or whatever I got with it um but yeah, in years past, I've got ran after him a lot harder. Uh, well, I feel like in a way, this this episode is going to be a blessing and a curse for us. Um, we're going to get into more depth uh, about trapping, but I think the basics is kind of where we need to start. And being somebody that's fresh to the game, somebody that's gaining that experience and seeing success, you probably have the knowledge to hand out the basics of trapping and what it entails. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm not going to call myself an expert, but like you said. You know, from guys that might be listening or you guys individually that don't know anything about trapping, we can kind of cover kind of how to get started, what to look for, that kind of stuff, and then maybe, you know, help out, catch a few coons, uh, help the turkeys out, and get rid of some coyotes. Uh, but Yeah, maybe maybe we should title this one, How to Teach a Deer Hunter How to Trap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely a trapping for beginners. Uh, I'm not going to call myself an, an expert, but um, there is – and it – it does sound, I, I'm pretty humble about it. Like I just trap and I think, but there's, it, it doesn't dawn on me cause I've been just messing around doing it forever. There's a lot of guys that don't know a gosh dang thing about it that call me and are asking me and I like start, Oh, are you doing like a dirt hole? And they're like, Oh, what? And I'm like, Oh, okay. So we got like, it is weird that there's, we're living a generation that nobody trapped or their dads didn't trap. So there's a lot of people that probably learned some stuff. So, yeah. And I think, this is a, a really this is an important one because I think trapping needs to make its way back. I think yeah, there has to be yep. different incentive for trapping and and we'll get into that in maybe later later episodes, but you know, trapping is important for the ecosystem. You know, it's in, important for oh, balance, yeah. balance regulation and I think the less and less people get out of it and the less popular it gets, then we're going to be dealing with consequences of that. But for sure you know, outside of that, you said that you have guys calling you and you're asking them basic questions. If a guy called you and said, where do I start? Where would, what would you tell them when it comes to trapping? Um, so the first, I mean, basically, if, just, if, if you said, Hey, let's go trap or how do I go trapping? Uh, the first thing I always just tell like, Hey, you know, swing on by the house. I've got more traps than I could ever set. And I'm, I've sold, you know, one or two to a guy or, hey, come borrow a couple, whatever, like go figure it out. And then we can like learn how to make a set. Um, but the biggest thing, you got to have the equipment. So either borrow it from somebody or go go to Doran and, and buy you a couple, you know, decent used traps, uh, some lures, uh, baits and whatnot. Um, got to have the equipment to start. Um, and then you got to f- 
kind of what are you wanting to catch um, is the big thing. There's water trapping, there's land trapping. Uh, I mean, coons and coyotes are two different. You can catch them on the same operation, but there's easier ways to catch a coon if, if you're going after a coon than there is to catch a coyote. Uh, so that's kind of get the equipment. What are you most comfortable with trapping? Uh, I started out catching coons, um, and then like anything, like you start out deer hunting, you want to shoot a doe, well then catch a coyote is cooler than catching a coon, and then, you know, I want to catch a bobcat. So it all kind of just, it's a downhill spiral, just like any other hunting thing. So, so for, I know for coons, at least, a lot of the time people use like uh, spam or whatever for those uh, dog-proof traps. Yeah. The little, they're like a little cylinder that their hand gets caught in. Yeah. Um. Now for a coyote, what are what are you using really to to make him step on that on that trap? Or is it like a bait thing? Is it a scent thing? Or yeah, so we should probably step back just one notch there. So like you mentioned, a dog proof trap. All right. Um, so if you're, that's the greatest invention ever because it made everybody a trapper. So you can go catch coons real easy. Uh, like you said, a dog proof trap is for a coon, and it's basically like a handcuff uh it's a cylinder piece of pipe that when they reach in there i use marshmallows in those and that is um like i said it's just super simple they're curiosity they're hungry they reach in they grab it now they're in a handcuff and they're stuck uh but now if you went for coyotes um i mentioned a dirt hole set earlier if you ever walk through like a field or a bean stubble field and you see like or even your dog in your yard like digs up in the ground and then they're looking around they're trying to smell something they smell a mouse or you know something buried there they're digging that's the kind of that's my method for trapping is is a dirt hole set so you're just mimicking when you go out in the field you're kind of looking like along grassy fence rows or i always look like waterways that kind of stuff where mice are going to be at and then you're mimicking like a, a, a an existing coyote or a dog or something has found a mouse a hole and they've dug into it to try to get the mouse so you just mimic that set so you're trying to um the easiest way and i know people can't see this but like when your dog walks up to something he places his paws and he leans forward uh leans forward into it to smell it so you're trying to place your trap where where he's going to stand um so you're not really the scent draws them in and then you're just your trap placement is trying to get them where he steps. Yeah, where he steps. You're just trying to anticipate where he's going to step. And the longer he's sitting there sniffing at your bait or trying to get in there and dig it out, the more chances he's going to step on that trap. Um, so that's kind of a dirt hole set. It's really it's kind of hard to explain talking versus, like, seeing it. Right. Uh, but that's the easiest way to explain the the coyote side of things. Now, to, to make this hole – are you do you have like a certain tool are you using a shovel like what yeah so um to make a dirt hole set if if you were going to go catch a coyote and you came to me and said hey let me catch coyotes that's how i'm going to tell you to do it there's a lot of other ways to do it uh pipe dream sets super common uh um, and that's the same gist you're just using pvc pipe to put your lure in instead of digging the hole so it's all the same concept you're trying to use a bait to get them in, you know, you're already in an area you think they're going to be at. You get them in a bait, and then you want it, your trap placement. Uh, but if you're going to make a dirt hole set, um, you can either use a small, it's like a two-inch wide shovel. You can dig down. Uh, that's how I did it for years. But they also make, like, augers for drills. Best invention ever. <laughs> that makes saves a lot of time. 
Uh, so you just you can drill out your hole, ream it out, and then basically make it um, mimic that a dog has dug up in this spot. And everything when you're so you dig that out, and then you have to bed the trap. Um, so I mentioned earlier, just laying a trap on the ground, hoping something steps in it. That doesn't work. So when you go to set your trap, you actually dig um, almost like a bowl in the ground, uh, and then you would set it and then bed your trap in the ground where it's solid, doesn't move or wiggle, and then you'd rebury it with dirt uh, so it's it, it would be flush with the ground then. Um, so then it doesn't – you don't want them to know, hey, there's a trap, here's a bait. You just want it to look – natural when you're said and done everything to be covered up and back natural so whenever whenever you're setting the trap down so you're basically you're digging that bowl you're setting the trap in it yep. you're putting enough dirt around it to where it's stable and making sure that it's padded down pretty fairly solidly to where your trap's not going to move yep. then are you like are you just taking the dirt and raking it back over or do, are you sifting or or like how how are you burying your trap to where it will still actually come up and grab the coyote whenever it steps on it okay yeah good point so once i dig so if i walked up to a thing and i made dirt i would drill the hole like we talked about earlier i right. drill my hole out um and then i use like the the grasses as a as a backing is what i call it and it can even be something like as small as uh you know like this water bottle you know like a tuft of of fescue there so i would drill my hole at the bottom of that fescue and then i come back like uh roughly eight inches it's whatever from my pinky to my thumb uh and set it in there and then i dig my bowl uh and then i line the bottom of it with peat moss so it peat moss doesn't i don't know if you messed around with like watering plants but peat moss has like a weird way it doesn't like absorb the water so we're trapping in the middle of winter we get ice and snow so put peat moss in the bottom so it doesn't absorb water like dirt does. And then um, set my trap in it, bed it, pack all the dirt around the outside of the jaws. So it makes a circle when you set your trap. Pack everything on the outside. And then I use um, uh, like pillowcase stuffing. Mm-hmm. Put that under the pan of the trap. Um, that way it can yeah, be pressed down. Because the pan still. has to go down right. when it, when it, when it, to make it go off. So you don't want – you've got to have fluff underneath there so it'll still go off Um, a lot of guys use uh, pan covers uh, which basically just would cover the top of your trap um, and then you can bury it i don't personally like pan covers because the whole time that coyote's getting in there he's he's digging he's trying to figure out where where's the food so if he if he digs and hits that pan cover and the whole thing moves to me it just is like yeah and they're gone and you'd be surprised how many times you walk up to a trap and like a little a little piece of dirt is moved and what happened is he was feeling around and his toenail hit something solid compared to the loose dirt and he was like eh, i'm out of here uh, and mm. they'll leave so so once you got your your uh pillow stuffing underneath the pan then i do I, i've got a sifter uh, a dirt sifter and you just either use dry dirt that you brought with you or dirt from when you dug your bowl or drilled the hole or whatever uh you just kind of sift it back over it and like i said just blend it in make it all look like there's nothing here and there's just a hole um, and that's a basic dirt hole uh, works pretty good and then you, i use um, it's uh, i'm gonna screw this up it's apple road um, is the predator bait i use um, it's i just kind of stumbled upon it a couple years ago um, a guy in missouri makes it 
um, super good stuff. Uh, but it's it's a bobcat meat blend is mm. what's in there. So I put that in the hole and then some kind of either gland lure or a urine on the backside. And then just kind of leave it there. And that's... That's your coyote set. That's a basic dirt hole set. There's a lot of... A lot of little stages, and it, I mean, it does take a bit to kind of do that. And the more you set, the more it, you get faster at doing them. But uh, so to bring it in, is that the only type of trap or set that you can utilize in? And we're going to stick with, I think, the the coon, coyote, bobcat theme here. Is that the t- most typical, most common trap you would see? Maybe most effective? Uh, yeah, that's. Man, like I said, there's a million different there's so that's the dirt hole set. That's what I use because um somebody showed me how to do it and I'm a simple son of a bitch, man. I'm just like, <laughs> this has worked. I know how to do it. I've got my drill. Um, but like with the ground being frozen now, it is a nightmare to get right. that hole drilled and it's it's a nightmare to get your trap in the ground too. But you can do I mean, they make a pipe set all the same, everything the trap bedding and digging the bowl and, and all that is always the same, no matter what, if you're going to catch a coyote, a bobcat, a coon, if you used, if you didn't use a dog, a dog proof is its own entity. Uh, it just stabs in the ground, but any big setting, any land trap, all of those trap setting steps still come into effect. It just is a matter of how you want to put the lure and the bait around it to draw them in. Uh, but the pipe set is the same instead of drilling the hole, uh, guys just take a PVC pipe and they'll uh, peg it in the ground along their backing. Just hold the bait. Just making it where, you know, if you threw a chicken wing out there, they can just walk up and grab the chicken wing. If you buy your chicken in a bag in a box, it takes you a little bit longer to get it right. out, you know. So it just takes a little longer to get to the the deal there. Um, so that's that. And then a lot of guys use cubby sets for bobcats, um, and they set specifically for bobcats um i don't really look at spots and say hey i'm going to try to catch a bobcat here i'm going to catch a coyote here i am mostly chasing coyotes just from where i live at like we know there's a lot of coyotes out there it's wide open fields so if i catch a a bobcat in the process it's a bonus um and then when it comes to like the lures and stuff um fox um everything is mean to a red fox nothing is mean to a coyote so when you use your lures i try to use lures that won't deter a red fox um so i can catch a fox and a coyote in the same set i'm not i don't want to like hey if a fox comes by this set i don't want to catch him i want to catch the coyote out right i want anything that's in the area to check it out Hmm. so that works pretty good okay and then so we're we're a heavy ag type of area a lot yep. of a lot of cornfields corn and fields, other bean fields and um when you're looking to set a trap what are the locations you're kind of looking for how do you determine uh, I, I think i'm gonna go put some traps over there yeah so that's a uh, really good question we are a lot of big giant ag fields um and coyotes to me when you see a coyote running out across the middle of a field to me is like super hard to be like what's going to make them go to the middle of this field so what i look for like existing waterways or fence lines or something that would just be like hey i'm gonna travel from point a to point b like a road network and then anytime you see um you know obviously set on sign if you see coyote tracks in the area or or uh, you know coyote scat on the side of the field they were there at some point um or when you get into the like 
timber draws, if you can find like roads where, you know, a couple roads connect. Um, I honestly look at it a lot like I do deer hunting. When I'm, walk- yeah, when I'm walking through the woods, I'm like, what's going to, when there's two different diversities, you know, habitat, they join. Animals just seem to cruise that area. So that's kind of what I look for. Um, and I have, I've had a lot of luck on the point of a waterway. Um, I don't know if they come up one side and they circle it and they run down the other side or what draws them, but the point of a waterway I've had tremendous luck on. Um, I always, there always points whenever, if you looked at my phone on like where I put all my traps at, it's the point here, the point there. It just, Hmm. I've had good luck uh, doing that. Um, And then this, we're all, like I said, we're still, this is all big ag field coyotes is what we're, what I'm targeting. If you were in the timber down, like in the Ozarks, yeah, I probably couldn't catch a cow down there to save my life. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sure you'd figure it out. Yeah, that those guys I think have a, a lot harder time, uh, and I, I I probably would I would venture to say the population isn't as thick down there right. either. Um, you know, Travis, your dad runs dogs. Yeah, you guys don't, you know, bite at the bit to go down to the Ozarks to run your dogs. Right. You hunt. The big giant open fields and the yeah and the little draws that yeah, are yeah. running through them because that's where coyotes like to stay yep. it seems like mm-hmm. um i mean if you're in big blocks of timber yeah there's there are that's where coyotes like to bed yeah and all that but if you're if you're looking to find coyotes that are going to be pretty easy to tell how they're going to navigate the i mean fence rows and and waterways and low spots and i mean yep. creeks or, or river edges the coyotes coyotes don't like uh don't like just running randomly through the woods i mean they they have yeah. they have paths you know mm-hmm. but it's yeah. definitely a lot easier whenever it's a wide a wide open field and you know they have limited options besides walking across a wide open field which they're a lot smarter than people give them credit for. They don't, you know, they don't want to get shot at <laughs> and they know that's a pretty good way to get <laughs> shot at or get dogs dumped on them or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's you good. would be, you already got a leg up if you were going to go, you know, you yeah. already understand the idea of where they're going to be. Um, and any deer hunter does too, you know, when you set in your deer stand, you see coyotes. So, and if you ever like go out after it snows and you like <clears throat> start walking around following, uh, trails or whatever, the coyote trails are all good. Like you're not going to find them in a high spot. If you follow like the low ditches and stuff that kind of keep them out of the view of people and even like coyote hunting, like running dogs and stuff, every time they cross a a highway, they're going to come up out of a low spot, go up over the, the road and either hit a fence line with some brush in it, or they're going to go back into another low spot. I mean, they don't, they don't like being out in the open because no. that's when they get caught. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, when you're talking about those locations, it it makes me think of some of my own scenarios that I have going on near where I live, yeah. and uh, I've been seeing a lot of coyotes this year more than usual, and it's kind of been very similar to what you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. So that gives me some ideas because I'm I'm really getting interested in the trapping um, side of things, and I think it's really important. So um, that's why I'm trying to learn. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And it's a great, I mean, a lot of guys or a lot of trappers don't hit it too hard until after deer season anyways. Right. Because it's all 
it's permission ground a lot of times or people are hey we want the coyotes gone we deer hunted we've seen all these coyotes uh so they yeah trying to get in there to get rid of them um and this and i know we've talked about coyotes a bunch here but man coons and possums are just as horrible you know catch those suckers too after deer season it's a great time to you know get out and start setting them and good excuse to stay in the woods as a deer hunter uh, and you tell me you're putting all this you know work into a trap it makes me wonder you know when i think of deer i think wow good great sense of smell a dog has even better sense of smell and so how do you combat that what factors do you use to um, kind of so eliminate that i don't think that you can make them i don't think that they can walk up there and be like hmm, nobody's ever been here i think they know um so i just try to minimize it um I put, I use like a, I don't know if this helps or not. I use like a foam pad when I kneel down, keeps my knees dry. Uh, but it also is not letting more scent hit the ground. You know, if that foam pad just touches dirt through ever, and then I just put it down, keep my, just, you know, don't want to lay on the ground. I use gloves. Um, so the, I got a couple different pairs of gloves The when I'm touching traps or dirt, I use one specific pair of gloves. They don't get touched anything else with. And then when I'm doing lures, I use a different pair of gloves. So I'm, so basically, you don't have scent on, scent your, trap. on your trap, and then the dirt doesn't stink. Because uh, the time that you forget to switch gloves, you're like, oh, man. You'll go back, and that trap will be dug up. Because it now your dirt and your trap smells like a smells like the meat you're trying to get. So they're like, oh, it's right here. You know, they'll dig at that instead of digging it at the dirt hole that's supposed to be in there so but i don't think you can like make them think you're not there uh and another thing is um it's easier to run i run out of my ranger um but i'll just i'll pull up as i'll pull up to a spot and most spots i already know where i'm going to set i've just been trapping there several years but if i was on a new farm i'd kind of go look at everything on it versus walking around uh just because i feel like everybody has a, a pickup truck or a ranger these days so i think they don't care about it as much and then i'll pull up and try just try to if i'm walking you know two feet back and forth between the bed of my ranger to where i'm setting a trap is i think is better than me wandering around all over the place and yeah spreading scent everywhere to to figure out oh i need to set here okay now i gotta go i'm gonna go get my traps i'm gonna walk back over here you know if and you body odor is musky yeah and, yeah, and yeah. a vehicle just smells like i mean uh, side by side smells like a tractor. Yep. And yep. Uh, human smells like a human. That's about <laughs> <Exactly>. it. <laughs> yeah. So just try to keep your scent to a minimum. Same as deer hunting. Um, but I don't think you can make them like, eh, nothing's ever been here. And then if it rains or you just get some weather through there too, that helps. Um, usually, like if I'm trapping coons, I 100% hope the next night I have something in my coon traps. Um, and, but if like on a coyote set, I'm like, eh, you know, we'll let them ride for three or four days and then kind of start thinking, all right, now I'll probably get something just because I think the scent leaves. Uh, but I have set them and caught something the next day. So uh, it's not un- uncommon, but very similar to me as a deer hunter, I, trying to make it make sense to me. I When I run trail cameras, yeah, I typically drive right up to the trail camera, mm-hmm. pull the SIM card in and out and try not to get as least amount of human scent in that area as 100%. possible so yeah i can see where you come up with these little tricks and methods to kind of eliminate that yeah to the best of your ability but you're never gonna get rid of it all and another thing is is that if you're working with these edges um t- 
typically most animals understand that farmers and humans are going to be on the edges it's i think when you get further back into the woods and stuff that they start going okay i'm not going to tolerate this as much yeah could be um a lot of guys set like trail cameras up on their sets and they can and i think that's awesome i shouldn't say a lot of guys because i don't know how many don't but (laughs) (laughs) you guys you know yeah well just like you get on the missouri trappers page and people post you know man this cat walked right by my set and i had a camera on it and i'm like I wonder what what they did. You know, did they walk up? Like, how did they make their set? What what made them not go into that set, you know, uh, compared to the time when their trail camera says, man, this cat walked right in and I caught him, you know? Right. It just makes you wonder because I don't ever do I shouldn't say I don't ever do it. I have never done it on a coyote set. I just set them, and then when it doesn't catch, I'm like, huh, well, this didn't work out. But right. maybe he walked by and said, man, I, I don't look right or I, don't, I smelled something I didn't like, so they left. Um, and then they got away but uh, that's the beauty of of the snow and the mud is you can see you'd be surprised you're trying to draw an animal into a you know say a 300 acre field you're trying to make them step on a two inch pan right to catch him and then like you get a muddy night you like he might have come 10 feet away circled it and be like eh maybe i'm not hungry or that looks suspicious and they'll leave and then the next night he'll come in and he'll be a little closer he'll be in your trap and a little hungrier yeah or you'll get there and he stepped you know an inch to the right of your trap mm. and you're like damn should have moved my trap you know it's <laughs> it's like how many times did they work it and you didn't even have you know you think well i didn't catch anything but they were actually there right. until the snow and the mud shows you and then it's like yeah i got them close but yeah i don't know there. what's going on with that <laughs> light guys i don't I thought that was motion sensor. Yeah, no, not motion sensor. Here, I'm going to go put a different light in it. Okay. We'll pause. All right, we're back. Light is fixed, and now we can focus on the topic at hand. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So we have talked a lot about coyotes, Carter, and I know that you said that, you know, you made it, you put it in deer hunter layman's terms, that you start with the doe, you kind of work your way up to a mature buck and all that. So you said coons is kind of how you start trapping at yes. a beginner level i think we need to dial it back to a beginner level because well, yeah, that's what we kind of got on a tangent there about coyotes which is great i mean i enjoy catching heck out of them but we are we're trying to target like guys getting into the game beginners if like travis mentioned off air he wants to catch six or he was going to catch a bunch of coyotes with six traps not gonna catch as many as you think. <laughs> so what I tell everybody getting into it, you doubt my luck. <laughs> Dude, no skill, all I've been, luck. I've baby. had my ass whipped too many times to know that six traps on coyotes. But anyway, what I we were talking about that earlier. If you want to go out and get trapping, catch or set for coons in the process of your coyotes because the coons keep you interested. If you catch a coon a day, you're like, man, I'm doing something, you know, I'm doing good, which is nothing wrong. I mean, catch the hell out of them, but they keep you entertained for when you catch one or two coyotes all season. You know, if you went, and that's the thing about it is it's every single night. We didn't talk about this, but you have to check your traps every day, every 24 hours. So if you go and set your traps and you're like, man, I'm not catching it. I didn't catch it. And you go a week, you're like, eh, about to be done with this. You know, if you go deer hunting, you know, you're, not you're a better anything. man than me if you sit there for a week straight and decide I'm going to sit here every night for another week, every night for another week, a month of no seeing deer. Um, so if you set set for coons, the percentages are just way better. You're going to catch a lot more coons, and it keeps you entertained. 
uh, keeps you going. And it's helpful. Yeah, yeah. There's not. I mean, catch that kind of coons. I I just read a deal the other day. It was talking about somebody put on a test and like how many like coons were the number one nest breeding predator, and then it was I think it was possums probably. No, I, th- I thought skunk was. Worse. Oh, skunks are pretty. I wish too. I saved that. I didn't know we were going to do this podcast, but skunks were like higher than I thought they would be. A because I don't really see as many skunks as I do possums and right. coons. But and I might be wrong, but yeah, possums and coons, get rid of them. And skunks. Skunks. See ya. So yeah, coons. <laughs> there's a couple different ways to catch coons, Stephen. Uh, the the dog proof that Travis mentioned is by far the easiest, but that's also the most expensive coon trap. Uh, they're like fifteen bucks a piece or something to catch a twenty five cent coon out of. That's you'd have to catch a lot. Yeah. Um, but a pocket set is how I kind of learned to catch coons. So coons are technically a water animal because they go through creeks and ponds and they're looking for fish and if you've ever seen a coon work in the water at night they like they're like a blind man walking down they they take their hands and they feel around that's why you see a ton of coon tracks like along a bank and not just like a line of coon tracks it's because he's feeling around he's trying to find something under the water so with a pocket set is like if you had like this table edge is flat if you if you take your shovel and you just dig like an inlet in it where it's something a terrain feature different and then you can put bait back in there um or like a, if you've walked along a bank of a lake and you can see like where like old muskrat holes are you can put um some kind of fishy like a, a crayfish or you mentioned mackerel or something earlier that works pretty good and then you can just instead of Digging the hole, burying your trap, recovering the trap. The water does all that for you. You can anchor. I didn't say anchoring the coyote trap. <laughs> Make sure yeah, you, you anchor should trap. anchor them probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise, your coyote's got a, a nice uh, bracelet. But you can anchor your trap and do the same thing. You just kind of dig it down or just kind of wiggle it into the, the, mud, the muddy bottom. Uh, and as long as the water doesn't freeze over, basically it's, it's covered then. So when that coon's walking along feeling with his hands, he just... Uh, gets in there, or the, and then the, the same thing. The scent is drawing him to the area, but while he's feeling around, he's he'll get caught there. Okay, and that's a water set for coons. Um, is a pocket set. Okay, and then so that was that was the water set. You'd say that the uh, dog proof trap is more of a land set. Yeah, not necessarily like y- you would set it on dry land. So with the pocket set, you would use like a number one, uh, a smaller version of what you're catching um, your coyotes with. Uh, just to, I mean, it, it, like a number one has like a probably four inch trap, or maybe not even that big, two and a half, three. Just a smaller jaw um, or coil spring with jaws that catch it. The dog proof is just a. Have you ever seen a dog proof trap? I, I know nothing about traps. Okay, no. it looks like a piece of pipe. If you, yeah, it's, it's, it literally looks like a piece of pipe. If you didn't know anything, it you'd be like, that's a piece of pipe sticking in the ground, um, and then it's uh, like three inches, four inches long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby. And it's got like a looks like a tall shot glass, but it's made out of pipe. And it's got okay. a spring on the bottom that I think you just push in, and then there's yeah some sort of an anchoring deal for yeah, it. Yeah, it's got to like a hold so the spring. It, yeah, so it has a stem that holds it in the ground, and then you have your your pipe with a cup, and then inside it has like a piece of like stiff piano wire almost. So then when they reach in there, it just pins their their hand against the edge of the pipe. Uh, inside it and then a coil spring trap has two jaws that open and close it would be like a typical what foot trap what, yeah when people think of foot traps yeah a coil spring trap is a foot trap okay so that's it but you on a pocket set your trap is under the water 
with the dog proofs, you just would stab it in the bank along the edge of the okay. bank or a trail. Um, the, the easiest, the best thing a, a dog proof ever did is like when you're running road ditches and you see that trail coming out of the brush into the going through the culvert or going down to the water's edge, you just stick it right in the path. And then when they're walking down the path, like, oh, food. Yeah, food. <laughs> boom. You catch them. Okay. Yeah. That so, makes a lot more sense now. Now, yeah. I, I don't want this to seem too basic but at the same time a lot of people might have questions yeah to bring it back to the anchoring aspect of the trap when i think about a coyote or a bobcat or a raccoon they they seem pretty strong to me so what would you have to do to secure that trap in the ground to keep it from getting pulled out and great question awesome question because i totally skipped it um there's a couple different ways to anchor um with like coons i use you can just use like good fence wire and and you can usually find like in a creek bank there's tree roots and stuff so i just tie off to a tree root but like i always tie it off like you're kind of catching an elephant because those things i mean they're there for a while they can get mean tough um being a wire but they also you can use like a piece of rebar with a a washer on the end of it so at the end of every trap is gonna have a it's your trap and then you got a piece of chain with swivels in it so on your last uh, swivel you just run it through the piece of chain and then down into the ground and that'll keep them secured um, so either rope or, or piece of rebar is how I secure all my coon traps and then on the coyotes you can either take your two rebars and run them like at an angle to keep it so if he's pulling this way this trap's bending back it's so just, like an X yeah yeah make an X okay. well both them they drive the, the tips will be touching okay uh, but yeah like cross cross ways with two pieces of rebar that old and there's there's a million different uh deals for the like the accessories i guess you could call it for the end of your trap for the on the end of the chain so if you use two rebars there's like a double hole um attachment for the chain you can slide them through there and then um but the what i have found and i like is they make earth anchors so that's like a a a coin right with a cable that runs through it. yep yeah so they make, I think, like the ones you described, there's different, they're all earth anchors, but there's a bunch of different brands. Uh, so I think Pogo is the one that makes the one, it's a, basically a washer. Um, they're all uh, basically a chunk of metal that you would drive flatway, or what would you call that? I guess horizontally into the ground, and then so it goes down below, you know, you drive it in six, eight inches, and then when you pull back on it, it turns flat. So then it creates... Mm-hmm. Uh, it creates an anchor. It creates a. You basically now have a flat piece of metal under the. the that's surface. pretty solid. That, that's and fine. Do, I, that's you, solid. I never ask. I I went with a guy that trapped one time. Yep. But I was like fourteen, and I, he used those. Yep. Now after you put them in the ground, you, you, they're there, or you can get them out, or, or you have to dig them out, or what? Yeah. So they're they're there um, until you. If you want to pull them out, you can. Um, it depends on what I do. Is it depends on. Hey, if if for some reason I'm not gonna trap here, um, I'm I'm moving on. I'll I'll hook my wink, my winch on the front of my ranger and I'll pull it. And man, it takes a lot to get. I bury them like eight inches deep, and it takes a lot to get them back out of the ground. But those are nice. Uh, the earth anchors with the cape. So it's a it's that flat piece of metal, the earth anchor, and then like six inches of 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 cable that holds it to the to like another four inches of chain, and then I'll use either an S hook or like a quick link to hold it to my trap. So if I catch something 
and the trap gets dirty, I can just undo it. My earth anchor is still buried in the ground, and I can put a fresh trap on without having to tear the ground up because uh, after you pull the rebar out or you pull the earth anchor out, your ground's all tore up. Right. So you can leave it there, and then it's in the ground. Uh, it'll eventually, you know, rot away. It's their metal. Right. Know, it'll rust out and if you can't get it out, but I try to just pull them back out just so they cost money. You right, can, yeah. But you can leave them. You could, if you're going to trap for a week, okay, I'm done. I'm going to come back, and a week later, I'm going to set another trap. Well, your anchor's buried in the ground. It's there forever. And then, like in the road ditches, if you trap the same ditch every year, leave it there. It'll last a while. Um, you can just go there and hook right to it, and you're ready to go. All so, right. Good point on securing them to the ground. Cause yeah, I I have lost a couple <laughs> traps <laughs> because I didn't. I didn't know how to anchor properly or just, you know, didn't didn't give the animals the credit. Now I'm like, all right, like I said, I'd secure them. Now when you put them uh, them washers <laughs> in the ground, is it like a, like how, it, is there a tool that has like... Yeah, it's super simple. So I've got like a half-inch piece of just solid steel rod with a T on the top of it, and it's just got a groove. I, just, I made my own. I grounded it. So you just kind of slides in there. Um, I'm doing all this hand gestures and the people on the podcast. Right. right. They can't we need, you're that's, explaining it perfectly why, though, while you're That's why we need to get some cameras in here, get this yeah. going, make it video, put it on YouTube, bada boom, bada bang. Yeah. I have a camera with us. <laughs> so He's got with, that, aspirations. with that grooved rod, uh, you know, it looks like an 18-inch rod with a groove, and it. it just slides in there, and then when you can just hammer it down into the ground. So then it's going in, it's slicing through the ground, and then when you pull back on it, then it sets it, and it goes flatways. There we go. Holds That's it. just, I, I just wanted to ask that just for everybody listening yeah. that yep. way. So you're just driving in the ground. And and you can make your own if you yeah. know somebody Man. has a MIG welder, it take five seconds. Yeah, with 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 trapping, I have made so, I, I, I mean, you I, have, I buy... You know, I buy my lures and I buy my bait and I buy the traps. But after that, it's all, it's a good, if having a shop and just tinkering and building, you know, building some tools or this, that, and the other. And then you can make all your earth anchors in the shop. Like the more stuff you can make, the the more pennies you can save. Uh, and then you can just make it a little crafty. You know? Right. Keep going a little further, get a yeah. little bit better woodsmanship and kind of. I don't know. I feel like the more stuff you can make at your house to be successful in the field, it makes you a better hunter. Yes, it does. I mean, I agree. Because why buy buy kills whenever you can build them? You know. Yep. Right. So when it comes to land trapping, um, I think it would probably be good just to what animals are legally you're able to trap on land. Uh, yeah, good question. So here in Missouri, uh, you can just think about this. You can catch coons, possums, skunks. Um, we have badger. I've never caught a badger. I've heard of some people down. I think like down like the river. I've caught badger, uh, coyote. You can catch red fox, gray fox. Um, I guess that's bobcat. Bobcat. I didn't even think about bobcat. Yeah. What about a feral cat or cat? Wildcat. I mean, you can catch them. There's not yeah, really there, a market I don't think to there's, sell them. Yeah, I don't think there's any uh, regulations saying that you can't catch feral cats. Yeah. Um, and then because I know they can be pretty damaging to you know yes. quail populations. Yeah. If a feral tra- cat is nothing different than a mouse. bobcat. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Right. It's out there. It's got to eat. It's got to survive. Not saying, oh my God, bobcats are terrible. They hurt. <laughs> 
you know, they're killing so much stuff. But sure. feral cats are a bigger problem than bobcats. Yes, hundred percent. There's some like island or something. There's some fucking tropical place that has like such a dense feral cat population. Like they're like they were like Mouseless. the songbirds. Oh. Population was like depleting or something. Oh I read God. this a while back, but they were like there was like a bounty on like feral cats, and it was somewhere like down in the tropics. Sounds like they need trappers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full time job right there. Yeah, that's what everybody says. They don't like a trapper till their cat gets ate. Be <laughs> a lot nicer than trapping in Alaska. I think. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Dog. Yeah. So I think I think I covered that. That's everything. Land trapping, uh, and then there's like there's water trapping too which is a whole yes another Ot- side of things be otter beaver muskrat coons yeah mink um, mink uh, I think that's it. Otter, beaver, coon. yeah and and you can use counter bears underwater yeah yeah so that's uh counter bears are a big no-no on land yeah because okay. if a dog steps in them or a coyote or whatever if they step in them it'll break their leg oh wow the coil spring traps are handcuffs. That's all you're doing. It's not when people are like, oh my god, it's gonna break their leg. If it broke their leg, they would, you know, pull out and be gone. Well, the idea is to catch them. I've caught myself in so many coyote traps, I can't even remember. I've never broke a finger. Basically, grabs onto you, holds you still until uh, you get there, and either, you know, if you didn't want to catch it, you let them go, or if you get them, you dispatch them and put the fur in the freezer. But water trapping is it's all underwater basically. Um, so you're when they a kind of bear is like a body gripping trap so when it slides when it swims through them it catches them while they're on their path through so then it catches them they're underwater they're done for when you get there you don't have to dispatch them or anything like that um, what other traps do you use for uh, the water trap is that the main one nope that's it you can use so like the the pocket set I guess you you are water trapping uh, and you can set those up um where they either hold them there or you can put them on like a drowning rig so then they they do when they catch them they'll swim in the deep water and then they suffocate um but pretty well trapping is cool spring traps or body grip traps or dog proofs like there's not a not a huge it's not like cars where there's eight thousand different kinds of designs it's all basically the same thing it just kind of depends on what you want to what brand you want or how much you know what you want to spend or whatever what you prefer but Okay, uh, but the body grips are for the water, and that's for any. You're just you're. The way I look at water trapping is like for muskrats. Uh, everybody knows muskrats run, bury or dig holes in the den of the lake, so you're just trapping the front door. You know when they swim through there to get in there, catch them. And I say trap the front door, but if you hold it back like a foot, it's way more successful. Uh, the reason that is, in my opinion, or what I was told and taught, is like. When you walk through the door of your house, you, like, open the door, and you might, like, pause for a second to go out. You know, if you open your door and there's a package on the front porch, you're like, eh, what's this? Uh, When you get in your car and you're going down the road, you're, like, you're already moving. So if the trap's there, you're going to, you know, you're going to hit it easier than if if you were slower. When they go through the hole, they kind of pause. So if you put it, like, a foot outside in the run, they're already out there and they're taking off, you know, so then they hit it. Okay. Swim. They basically swim through it or into it. Good little tip there. Yeah, and that's how I catch all my muskrats. It's super, and those are like a body grip, like a one ten. They make a stand. Um, what What do you mean one ten? That's the size. So traps are all designed like even the the coil springs are like like a number designated size. Um, okay. So a one ten is like the smallest 
conibear they make, and then they make like a two twenty, which would catch like a beaver, like a nah, it'd be a pretty small beaver. Um, they would make like an otter. It's like a two ten, and it's I don't know the exact. I think a one ten is like a four inch square, and then a two twenty is like a like a six inch square, and then a three thirty is like a ten to twelve inch square. Um, is basically a three thirty is your basic beaver trap when when you see the guys that have the big the you know they're holding the beaver out like this in a big trap uh, i tell you what them conibears them guys got to be strong to freaking set them things yeah so they, they're pretty tough yeah they they are um a little they're they're totally different to set them than a coil spring but there's so like on a coil spring you're usually basically using your hands to set it uh on a on a conibear like the 110s, you can squeeze those springs down and then to open them and set them. But the 330s, you're not you're not squeezing them unless you're a man. A man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. So there's a there's a really cool way to do it with rope where you run it from like the top jaw to the bottom jaw and just keep intertwisting them and then you can pull up on that and it cinches it down. Uh, or um, I just made a, a a big old pair of pliers. You know, you just it, two big long like three foot long pieces of rod. Uh, and then they got grooves, so you can just pinch it down. And then they've all got safeties on those, so you can once you pinch it, you can flip you can lock the safety, it. and it's locked. So that way, I set them all, and then I put the safeties on, take them all out to the field, and then set them up, make my beaver sets, and then you can flip the safety off before you leave, and then it's ready to go. Hmm. Okay, so that kind of works. Yeah, and you definitely want to be careful with them because yeah. they, they will break your hand. Yeah, those are those are a little more vicious than the. Than the coil spring the coyote sets, but its size comparison is way opposite in the spectrum too. So I'm just wondering, is there anything as far as uh, the water trapping that we haven't covered? Because um, I know we bounced around a little bit about sizes of traps, um, how to trap a muskrat, be very similar to, to trapping a beaver or an otter and all that. Just um, finding the holes. The way I do it, yeah. Um, so beavers are. Uh, the only way you can bait beavers in and you can or you can bait muskrats in and use you use like the the same trap those uh like number ones or one and a halves that i was using like the pocket set okay you could do that same pocket set and you can catch muskrats like that too you they also put them on like uh pegs and a muskrat eats a lot of um drawing a blank here what's the shit that grows around the edge of ponds um, cattails cattails yeah muskrats eat cattails so um you can set them in like in cattails with bait on them uh, on a rod uh where they're sitting like flush with the surface so then when they get up there to eat they it's like a platform they set on it you catch them that way for muskrats but the den holes are pretty i would say the most common and the easiest for sure you just set that trap open it up set it right in front like we already talked about but then beaver beavers use their huts to go into beavers also make bank dens like uh, muskrats do so that would be the same thing it's just a bigger trap um, but then the other way me and uh, Dustin had some beaver um, and we couldn't catch them we couldn't catch them in that den to save it wasn't happening we messed around messed around messed around and then I got mad and I was like well I'm gonna figure this out and you can make a caster mound set which is a deer makes a scrape to Marcus territory mm-hmm. a beaver makes a caster mound and caster is a gland that comes off right on uh, right on the the butt of the beaver and that's how they mark their territory like a deer has uh, tarsal glands a beaver has caster glands so they'll make they make a caster mound 
and it's it's just putting their scent around a, a pond or I don't know how it works. I know like in a pond, it's like there, it's it's their pond. Like a family of beavers will live there. The river, I've never been like trapping on the Mississippi or something where it's like a a, a huge stone entity. Um, but like in a pond, so if you make a, if you come in with caster from a different area or you buy caster that's not from the beavers that live there, they're like, what the heck is this? So they'll come over and they'll investigate it. And then you can set your your either your body grip or you can do a, a, a coil spring similar to a pocket set but you can bury a trap in front of your ear made caster mound that sound that smells different so when they come to investigate it you can catch them that way too so hmm. you can use just that's you know using their territory against them to catch them or you can just use it when they're naturally going somewhere uh catch them and okay. uh and just so everybody knows no puns intended. Beaver is freaking delicious. Yeah, it's actually it tastes like roast beef, but it's not uh, it's not stringy at all. It's like uh, we we took a, a roast off of one and roasted it just what like you would roast beef, and it was probably the best food I've ever had. The uh, yeah, I have. I've never had. You said you cooked like roast beef. Yeah, we we roasted it like uh, you would have roast beef. Yeah, I uh, I've only ever had it, and it was like made it like in the pulled pork kind of thing. It was on a barbecue pit. That'd be delicious too. It's it pretty good. I've also had coon that was made in the pulled pork. My theory is, if you know how to cook and you put barbecue sauce on something, it's probably pretty good. I would go <laughs> after the beaver before I went after the coon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did. I I was coon trapping for a guy, and that was the only step. Well. I was there because he had a severe coon problem in his barn, but he was also like, hey, i let you trap. If you catch a beaver, I want it, and that's when we had it. I caught a beaver, um, yeah. and then he, he cooked it up, and it was... It's not good if uh, if you kill one, and then um, and like you shoot it, and it like lives for a couple seconds or minutes and gets a bunch of adrenaline, because yeah. I shot one off the river uh, where I used to live. And he didn't, it wasn't like he died in a ton of bear, like calm, yeah. cool, calm, and collected for the most part. Uh, he had a little bit of a drilling, and that yeah. was not delicious. So Didn't taste good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> just like uh, just like a deer, if you hit, you know, wing it and then finally kill it. Yeah. Not near as good as if you just make a clean shot. And yeah. So. I can imagine. If so, you if you don't make a clean shot and it doesn't taste good, don't yell at me. <laughs> gotcha. So whenever you guys um, outside of eating the some of the animals that you trap, you got what else do you guys use when you when you trap an animal and you dispatch it? I mean, obviously everything needs to have a resource. So what do you guys typically do? Uh, you Carter, what do you do with your uh, trap animals that you trap? Yeah, so the whole reason trapping is a thing is because to sell the fur. Uh, that's how, like, Western expansion came about. People moved out west to catch fur, to sell it. People, believe it or not, wore fur at one point in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we don't, so it's trapping's becoming lesser and lesser of a thing. You know, China and Russia aren't buying fur like they used to. Um, but, yeah, everything that you catch, obviously, coyotes are the worst about, like, you catch one, it might, the fur quality could be, as a huge uh, variation. Yeah, it could uh, be really good. Yeah. I could. sold coyotes last year that literally 
more useless, didn't buy anything, to five bucks to forty bucks for a good one. So there's a huge difference uh, in quality uh, on a coyote. Coons are pretty well just size difference makes the different their quality kind of all runs the same. But yeah, that's the whole when they call it. it they don't call it trapping season. They call it fur bear season, and it's you're you're after the fur. Um, you catch them, skin them. And then that's where Dorn come into play. Right. Dorn is a fur buyer for uh, this area. Um, been doing it for a long, long time. And so he, a, a trapper goes, catches the stuff, goes to Dorn. You can either sell it green, which is just skinned. Uh, same way you do it when you catch your, you gut a deer or whatever. still has hide and flesh and meat on it. You can sell it green, which is that way. Uh, or you can take and you scrape all the all the meat and the fat off of it in it and then stretch it and dry it and that's not like tanned and ready to be used into something that's just uh um trap i think they call it trapper dried uh, it's just it's it's still skin with fur on it it's not got any chemical or preservatives on it it will rot you know over time it's just been dried and, and that's just makes it easier to store you can put up a bunch more and hang them in the shed until you go to sell them and then and then they ship them off and they get produced into a of fabric or clothing or a lot of it gets used for like trim uh, on like around hats and stuff or right or uh, uh around like a nice like fur cuffs. coat yeah either around the cuffs or around the collar yep which okay. that kind of stuff so if they sold like complete fur jackets oh man i don't want yeah look like a trapper from the 1800s yeah that'd be awesome around. we're trying to make uh the uh they make a trapper hat, which is like just the top that covers your ears. But they make a what do they call a mountain man hat? Is what they call it, and it's got the the legs and the head and everything still on it. That's uh, sweet. Yeah, we're gonna try to make some this year. To Chad getting into the, the coyote hunting, so he's like, man, I'm gonna make a hat if I get one. So he got one the other night. So we're gonna try to so, so he's got it. He he's into leather work too. So hopefully it pans out, but. That could be cool. Yeah, make a couple hats. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Walk so, around. Yeah, so the name, it used to all be about catching the fur to supply the fur market, and then that is slowly going. Eroding. Yeah, yeah. eroding. Just not the, the market's not there. So in my opinion, trapping just needs to happen for predator control at this point, you know, just to keep keep numbers in check. Uh, and that's just a good incentive to, to get guys into it because if you said – go buy you know five hundred dollars of the trapping equipment catch and i just made up the five hundred dollar name but spend all this money to go catch something to make make a bunch of money it's not going to happen uh you don't go deer hunting to make money you go deer hunting because you like it so right. it kind of needs to be back to i'm going to trap because i like it i like turkey hunting too yeah and help your turkeys out you know i feel like um these days it's it's trapping is kind of getting pushed away as a Definitely. method to save the turkeys, and I think that that's kind of the wrong way of thinking about it. You know, every, everybody's talking about management, habitat management, and I think habitat management is, is a really good option, but I think it's just one piece of the puzzle for sure to bring in back for the sure. turkey population. Okay, yes. have great habitat and a million coons. I mean, they're still gonna find your they're still gonna find your nest. They're still gonna find you know they're if you've got that much good habitat you've got that many den trees and there's going to be that many coons i mean and they're still going to be hard on turkeys so you're you gotta you gotta make it 
even on both sides. There's a yin and a yang to everything. Yeah. I mean, and growth in turkey population, like all of us want, there's a yin and a yang to it. Yeah, you got to kill predators, but you also got to make it harder for the predators to reproduce, easier for the turkey turkeys to reproduce, and you know, get rid of den trees. But you also have to kill the coons that are using them. I mean, and the coyotes and all that. That's where. Yeah, definitely. Thank, Why, thank yeah. your local coyote hunter. You know. Definitely. If you're gonna put all the habitat work in. Why not spend a little time catching the predators too? I don't know. Everybody's got their own niches too, you know. The guy that's running out trapping his butt off probably doesn't put as much work into the habitat, but the guy that does all the habitat work probably doesn't trap either. So that's it's why a we're all priority. Friends. Yeah, time management. <laughs> well, the general that runs the national guard doesn't also run the army. So yeah, I mean, we all got our parts, and if you want to do a bunch of habitat and you want to have some buddies that want to trap that's great or that's if you have need. some buddies that want yeah, right. link up right link yeah, up we're exactly. all in this Network. together yes definitely you know? it, a great example just to attest to what we're talking about is i told you guys i've been seeing a lot more coyotes and predators on my property mm-hmm. and around my property well i did a lot of habitat work over the off season last year and i think that that helped but also yeah. it brought in a lot more predators too and, yeah. and i don't trap not yet anyways yeah, so right. oh you will now yeah i think this has been very helpful <laughs> if i'm I, giving travis six traps dude, if i if i the, the thing <laughs> no, is, and i don't want you to fail i want you to catch all you can well that's the thing is if i if i get six traps and i catch one you're hooked so <laughs> I'm, I'm screwed man i wish i really wish luther was here because uh uh, Luther's who I do probably he I deer hunt with Luther more than anybody else. Not that I don't like it just Luther's mm-hmm. grandpa's got a bunch of land, awesome friend, invites us all up to go and we we're talking about you gotta manage the land, you gotta catch the, like we got uh Fortage Chase and Tail is is a good diversity of Brady's land manager. Luther has a land, ru- loves running trail cameras, mineral sites. I like hanging deer stands do a little trapping too so we all kind of play our part up there right uh but me and luther went up north and trapped uh, it's been a couple years ago but we were just up there for like a winter weekend you know let's let's get out of town let's go up there and we ran some traps i think we caught like one or two coons that day like wasn't you know oh my god phenomenal and then we came home and i had a really good morning and luther went with me caught like six muskrats two or three coons and a coyote and he was like i gotta get into this <laughs> and i was like eat like i'm not pushing anybody away from the sport but i was like before you go like be prepared to get your lunch handed to you because it's it's hard um and that first year he he, man he caught a lot of skunks he was a skunk catching fool Hmm. and he caught some coons and he caught one coyote and this was two seasons ago and he was like man and i was like ah he's gonna you know we need to we need some good luck to get him to go back and then this year he was like i'm gonna get in he just woke up you know he's like i'm going after it and then like the first week you know just from uh, he was trapping uh about the same time i ran mine for a week and a half or two weeks he did the same stint there and he caught like three or four too and i'm not knocking anybody but we both didn't go from one year to the next and become great trappers you know right there was just more you know and he and granted he learned a lot in the first year and i learned more you know every year you learn more and more uh but he caught four or five and now he's hooked he's I mean, he's he's got the itch. So I just know I it, have. It took a few coons up north to progress to him seeing me have a good day, to him catching one, and now he caught four or five in a year. So it's 
it just got better and better and it's stemming so i have a bunch of places that just have so many kaya like and just here locally like i don't have to go very far i went i went goose hunting the other day in my backyard and i didn't have my rifle on me i saw four coyotes like there there's a bunch of i howled out here i told you guys i howled back here just to see what i had around and i heard five packs of coyotes that's crazy man and that's not counting like singles and stuff that's packs of three plus you know so it's like if i can i don't know i want to learn and like i have base knowledge but i just want to figure it out i feel like it'd be a lot of fun yeah it is a lot of fun it's a man it's a blast there's nothing now uh, like I'm shooting not gonna... a coyote out across the fields like ah, i got him but when you trick something into stepping like i said the 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 jaw spread is like four inches, but the pan is like it. It has to step in that spot, and when right. you can go out and outsmart a, a wild animal to to step right in your trap, I mean that's that, you're beating like nature. The, you know that's that's just cool to me. It seems like the best way to like consistently produce success. Yes, so you can call coyotes, and after you shoot into a group those coyotes are probably never coming back into a call yeah. you know or you can run coyotes and run them all over the country and or and kill a bunch of them like dad mm-hmm. killed i think over uh, i think he said 127 <laughs> what uh, an astronomical number not not last year but yeah. the year before last year he didn't get to hunt very much but like like but trapping and running dogs seems like those two ways you can kill more coyotes than just about yeah. anything so I'm not knocking guys that go out and call coyotes because it's it, that that is pro it's it, that is less less work and you're it's you're you're actively there while it's doing right. it. But when you go set 20 traps or what or if you set one trap, and in every single night that it's out there, it's it could put it, it's working 100 percent of the time. Right. It's never it's not there for 20 minutes and the coyotes weren't there and we left and we went to a new spot. Right. You know it's working there all the time. Uh, so a me and uh, Chad was—I was telling you—Chad was getting into coyotes. He wanted to go call one evening, and uh, I really don't know much about calling coyotes. You know, you watch the YouTube videos, or whatever, and and he's—he knows more and he's learning. And I said, "Well, I have to go set my traps, anyways. They're in areas that coyotes are at. Let's go try to call, and then I'll reset my trap. We'll go to the next spot." So we did that all one evening. Didn't didn't shoot anything. Uh, didn't see anything. But then I reset my traps, and the next day I went back and at two different spots that I just reset, we caught the bobcat and the coyote. Nice. And I was like, and I was like, well, I guess you called them in and got them close for me. <laughs> right. But that's just a prime example. When we were sitting there calling, you know, at, in the evening, nothing came in or was in the area, and right. then at some point during the night, something came by and we got it, you know. Right. Uh, so they're just a little more efficient. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely more efficient. I feel like I've learned a lot in this episode and i hope that people that are on the edge and thinking about the same thing you know thinking about the ecosystem that this is something that's going to get the ball rolling i mean it shouldn't be a hard sell to want to trap especially this time of year there's not a lot going on yeah a lot of the seasons are dying down and this is something else that you know can really stress your wife out you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you need another excuse to piss off the old lady buy some traps but she can be in the side by side while you check traps and she can see the fruit of it that is a very good point travis uh i'm our audience is mainly whitetail hunters that's what we cover a lot of the time 
Um, but whenever she's uh, – Casey's a good example of this. Spends a lot of time in the deer stand. You're not inviting the wife and the kids to go deer hunt with you and right. freeze their butt off. But there's nothing better than loading up. You know, Amy's runs my traps with me all the time. You know, with something to do in the evenings in the winter when there ain't nothing to do, you can go hop in the truck and go run the trap line, and, and it's a good family sport after we've just spent – a lot of months running around chasing these damn deer right or, or, or geese or, or whatever ducks, you know yeah. so it is a good good family sport well carter um i really appreciate you jumping on and filling in and i really think we uh we had a good one here yeah hopefully i can't wait we, to go back and re-listen to it me too because i <laughs> i know we've we've been rambling for a while and kind of covering stuff i know there's probably some gaps that we haven't uh, filled in but if i'm any, sure there's a trapping expert out there listening to gonna going, listen this to this guy one has but, no idea yeah, but the, the, <laughs> i mean we'll, we'll have podcasts for them too it's just right now we're big i feel like on duck hunting on on deer hunting on everything we start from the bottom and we're working our way up so if you want to learn the basics of duck hunting and goose hunting go back and listen and throughout the years, it's going to be getting more advanced and more advanced. Yep. So You're learning with us. Yeah, there's stuff here for everybody. Yeah, definitely. And if anybody listens to this and is like, what in the hell is he talking about? Feel free. Facebook's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Uh, but Reach out to the 573. Yeah, reach that. out to Steve, and then he can get a hold of me or, or whatever. But uh, I'd be more than happy to answer any questions anybody has or, or kind of get them. Um, do, you ha- do you know – is it is it Miller's Fur Company? If you Google, yeah, it? Miller Fur Company. Okay, uh, uh, I would definitely recommend. I mean, Doran, if you walked in there and like, and you told them the same thing we're kind of explaining, I want to go catch stuff. Uh, I mean that that man could get you get you set up yeah, and, and no get kidding. you in the right direction. I had a weird feeling if we were doing this podcast at his place, you two'd be leaving with some traps in your hand. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably. Well, I'm glad we're not there because uh, I probably yeah. would, and I get yeah. home and get yelled at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. I can never go in there and and, and sell fur because I end up. I'm always like, Bye. all right, you got you, you know here's x a hundred bucks, you know, for your fur. Well, Doran, let me go shopping because I'm gonna owe you. I'm gonna owe you more by the time we leave. So. Just a good resource to have. It's it's really local for Travis, but uh, yeah. not too far away. It's it's the same distance from here to Columbia as it is, or from my house to Columbia as it is to here, so not too far out of the way. All right. And then, uh, could, Carter, could you reiterate um, when when the uh, whitetail bow season party is? Yes, that is February 12th. Uh, it is going to be at in my shop. Casey is hosting it because I got booked up with like eight things that weekend. I'll be yeah. there, but he he's he's in charge, so any complaints can be sent to Casey. Kimmel. We're going to get rowdy. Just reach out to the <laughs> 573 Instagram, Facebook, whatever, if you want yes. more details. We'll see you on the next one. Adios.